I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. We got a referral to the therapist for the boy because, like we talked about a month or so ago, his behaviors had really escalated. And Yeah, they were like giving me nightmares, the kind where you jump and wake up and you're gasping. Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, oh, good, I was dreaming, I think. <laughs> so. Yeah. But by the time we got the referral and then actually got a time that we could get him there because it was the end of the school year, he had, I don't know if I want to say de-escalated, but he had settled down quite a bit. So we finally got him there and he was like a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At the therapist's office. He he just, you know, I mean, he did a little bit of his interrogation style inquiries, <laughs> but he mostly played and hung out. And then what the therapist said was, in part what he had said when I first talked to him on the phone, mm -hmm. I think you should go to the clinic that is connected with the university. And there's a person there who deals with these types of things. And, and he had mentioned that to me on the phone when I very first talked to him, but I couldn't find the contact information anywhere. Right. Like I know there's Google and it's not always up to date. Well, no. With and where the person is or where the... When, you know, you've got different doctors who are part of different practices, you don't always know which practice you're looking up and which doctor within that practice. And when it's associated with a larger organization like a hospital or a university, then there's that layer of it too. And Well, and he, he gave me her name and he said, I think the clinic is called this. But when I looked up her, she had been part of a clinic that was closed and was possibly sort of probably associated with several others. And, and that's typical for our town. You know, it that is. they, they work in more than one clinic because if you're lucky, then they cover the three or four main insurances that our, like, kids on state insurance and stuff have. And mm -hmm. then they have access to those. But anyhow, that was his recommendation. He said basically he could give us support if we weren't able to get enough of it through the clinic, but he was quite sure that that was the way to go because they are a, like, behavioral pediatrics yes. focus. They, they do deal with, in caprices and in uresis, but they also deal with this would be him behaviors messing himself on a regular basis. Yes, and he was coming home every single day from kids club, like the last couple of weeks. The last couple of weeks of school, yeah, he would have a pants full, well, like every day. The first week of the summer, he went to the kids club, and he comes home with a pants full. He didn't while we were at day camp, but I'm not sure what was going on with that. So. Maybe he, also, he was dehydrated. <laughs> well, that's possible, but also day camp ended a little bit earlier. Day camp ended at four, and kids club doesn't end till six. Right, and usually you get them between five and six, depending on where you are in your day's agenda of mm -hmm. tasks. But right. Anyhow, yeah, so it does end an hour, hour and a half later by the time we get him with his pants full. Yes. I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> trying not to let my eye twitch. So that was kind of like... Anticlimactic? The, yeah, that thing. It was, because <laughs> we're like, oh, we didn't even finish, you know, getting the hot air in the balloon, and we're out of hot air in the balloon. Yeah. It's not, it's not flying anywhere. No. But he did find the number for us. That's good. So I, I did call that number, and they weren't so helpful. They're booked. They're, like, majorly booked. They said we were, like, four months 
booked out. And I thought, well, that's okay. That's what I heard when I called the neuropsych. The Mm -hmm. neuropsychologist was booked out like four or five, six months out. So I didn't book with her because she said book with my intern. But then when I called her intern, it was, you know, oh, I can't. I'm not set up for insurance yet. I'll call you back in a couple of weeks. And then ended up being a month and could have just booked with that neuropsych. Mm-hmm. and waited right? because it was not that much sooner that I got the intern right. in the long run. So when they said to me at the clinic, well, we're booked out for months, I thought, oh, well, that's kind of how it works around here. I'll just book out for months. And she said, no, you won't because we can only book appointments through like two months from now. And I'm like, okay, how the F does that work? It wasn't making a lot of sense to me, but it had to do with his insurance. So when I told her, okay, you're booked out four months, that's fine. She was surprised, I think, that I didn't so easily go away. (laughs) I'm like, hey, if you had the shit stir at your house, you'd be waiting in line too. Yep. So (laughs) it's still just kind of amazing to me. He doesn't want to just go get cleaned up, which is why I'm thinking they're thinking behavioral Mm -hmm. pediatrics. But she said, I can't book you until August. And I said, okay. So I started putting that on my calendar to call them back in August. And she said, but I think you should go to this clinic or that place, like one or two other places that she mentioned. I can't remember if she mentioned two people at one place or two different places. But anyway, I wrote them down and I, you know, I can inquire Mm -hmm. and see what they have there. I know a fair amount of the services in our town because of our boy and because of my work and because of other people I know. And yeah, I know I don't know all of them. No. And I do know the other service we used for his therapy. Yes. Was really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm hopeful that we will find the right service, but we do not have it yet. We do not. The people we can ask are that therapist that worked well with us because mm-hmm. she knows him, although it's been a while, but she knows lots of him. Yeah, yes. She indicated that when we were there. <laughs> then there's his doctor who does his meds. And then, of course, his pediatrician, who is typically less helpful, but did give us a doctor that does the meds. So mm-hmm. not completely unhelpful. Right. We're just not, we don't have any where to head on the map yet. No. So we're... we've got a map, but we're not sure what's at those places. <laughs> yeah. We have to find out. So is this the complete map and what's at the places? And It's a process. Yeah. So that's where we're at with it. It's good Nowhere. to be in process, though, instead of driving ourselves crazy because this kid needs more help than we can give. That's a good point because I wasn't thinking of it that way. And that's more encouraging than thinking, ah, I've got nowhere again. <laughs> A lot of other things are usually happening in the meantime, work things and things yeah. for my mom and other kid things. and Yeah, other kid things. Not quite the house thing and etc. Yeah, life. There's a lot of life right now. By a lot of life, I really think you mean there's a lot of other tasks to do. Yes. Specifically than just life. Yeah. And, and... Life sounds more fun than tasks do. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> At least from my perspective, uh... Yeah. My impression would be that All right. it would be... I'll give you that. ...alive. And this sounds like work. <laughs> All right. So the two kids who are not the shitmeister... Yes. ...went away, and they've been at their father's house, which per custody arrangement will happen for about 75% of the summer. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we want other enjoyable things for number two child to do while he's stuck here with us. So Mm -hmm. he does go to the kids' club. Yes. And he also is going to a number of Cub Scout things over the summer. 
Yes. Including a uh, day camp that he went to last week. I wanted him to go last year, but not bad enough to do all the stuff to make it happen in time. Because <laughs> he joined in the beginning of summer last year, and day camp was soon, and other things were happening. And it's not just a sign him up and get him there thing for him. Mm-hmm. It's a who's going to make sure he's managed. Right. So what I found out is that you can drop kids off for the day if there are enough den walkers and they have agreed that it's okay to drop them off, which you don't know until the day camp starts, especially when it's going to decide to be, what did our friend call it, as hot as Satan's underpants (laughs) outside. (laughs) It was hot. And you didn't know if there were going to be enough adults to manage the kids when every adult is expected to stay with their child if needed. Yes. And they indicate that in their email, which I think they indicate, especially in the final email before day camp begins, because they don't want you dropping off all your kids and running off right away. Mm-hmm. They want you to know that they'll call you to come and get your kid if you were supposed to be there. Right. So you better make sure that you've gotten it arranged the way it should be. So I thought I might have to stay with him. And since I wasn't sure about this from the beginning, I had already taken the time off of work, which, by the way, I had forgotten. And my boss reminded me. Yes. She sent me an email saying, hey, look, it looks like you're off on the calendar this week later. And is that right? And I was like, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yes. Unfortunately, I was still having the tired problem and the other problem of heat. Yeah. Heat is a problem. We discussed that. Yeah. So we we discussed that. So I was having the it's too hot problem and and I thought, oh, my God, it's really hot out and it's going to be even hotter and we're going to be at this park all day and there's, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> so <laughs> so I got there with him the first day, and I only had to stay for part of it. And then they're like, well, you can leave him. So I left him, and then you went back and got him. Then the next day, I brought him, and I came in the afternoon and spent some time with him before it was time to pick him up. Let's back up, yeah. because the first day yeah. was really just a test. And yes, he it was. knew that there was a possibility, and in fact, we considered it a probability that he would not be going to day camp the second day. He had other arrangements available. Yes, the kids' club day camp was available because they deal with him all year. They know his quirks, and they know how to manage him. Yes, and it's close to our house. So if, you know, something's not being managed, you can get right there. I can. And if you're doing a task somewhere else in town, it's still on the way to our house. Yes. Which is where you'd need to bring him if you had to go get him. Yes. That is correct. Hopefully that's where you need to bring him. And so day one was a test and he went and he didn't eat his lunch. But other than that, he had had a pretty good day. He took his pills. He did take his pills. He didn't eat his lunch, but he did take his pills. And I had mentioned to the den walker, look, he has pills. He can take them with lunch. He knows that. I can leave him in his lunch unless somebody doesn't want me to. If there's a different kind of procedure for this, let me know now. Right. And I was talking to another dad, so he's like, well, this isn't school, so we don't have to administer them, right? And I said, no, he'll do it himself. Yep. And he said, okay, And that was good. So he did take his pills on the first day, but he didn't eat all of his lunch, and then he He didn't eat any of his lunch. He ate a snack bar. He ate a snack bar with his pills. Yeah. But he came home a little bit grumpy, hungry, hangry. He was hangry. 
He was hangry. But the day other than that, aside from when I went to pick him up, had gone pretty well. Mm -hmm. And so he was trying to argue with me on the way home that he was not going to get to go back the next day. Yeah, he didn't think he'd get to go back. He had told them that, too. He was quite insistent. I can't be here tomorrow. Because we had figured he would need to be managed at the kids club because I didn't think I'd be able to go on that day. So with no one to manage him, we figured he wouldn't go. But he had done so well that he was able to go back with the agreement that he would eat his lunch. So on Friday, on the second day of camp, when you got there to pick him up, yes, they told you that that day he had still been okay, but there had been a little bit of trouble. This was actually mentioned to me in the morning when I brought him. As I was heading back to put his backpack where, where it goes because we were late, I saw the Denwalker dad that I had talked to the day before, and, and he said, hey, you're his dad. And I said, yep. And he said, um, he has a brother. And I said, yes. <laughs> and he said... <laughs> He was a teenager, and I said, yes. <laughs> and he said, well, we had this little issue yesterday, and he had been talking inappropriately. Not he talk about, I'm not sure exactly about what sexual things he was talking about, but he indicated he picked it up from his brother. And I shook my head, no. <laughs> no, he did not pick it up from his brother. We're no. pretty sure. And, yes. I, and I said, you know, his brother's 15, but he's autistic, and I'm pretty sure he didn't. Although he did pick up something he indicated once before from some kids at the playground when he went there with his brother. His brother was in charge of him. So not watching like you and I do, that he's either eavesdropping or talking to pretty much everybody, including teenagers who are being naughty. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about sexual things. And he has come to realize that this gets everybody's attention. And he likes to be a big shot and know everything. So he starts telling everybody how he thinks the birds and the bees work. Yeah. Some other variation thereof. Because everybody's going to think that he knows what's up when he's the eight-year-old who still craps his pants. He didn't take that into consideration. Apparently not. (laughs) And he's hoping they didn't either. Anyway. (laughs) I said, I will talk to him about that. He had also, at some point, pushed a kid. And then, worse than pushing, he had run off, which really you are not supposed to do. Mm -hmm. They expect boys to get into things with each other, but you're not allowed to abscond. Running away is not okay. No. So on the last day, you went with him. That was my intention the whole time because I knew that his sister, our number three child, might like to join us. They had come back for the weekend from their dad's house. And other siblings often come with two Cub Scouts. And when I was there picking him up on Friday, I had bumped into somebody I hadn't seen in a long time. Yes. About three years, four years. Three or four years they hadn't seen you. Right. Hmm, you've changed a little. I have changed a little. Yeah, I was standing in the shade waiting for him to finish getting his playground on or off or whatever he needed to do there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I turn around and I see a lady I know. She's a great person. I hadn't seen her in a long time. She's not into social media. Mm -hmm. She has one or two social media accounts, but she doesn't actively use them. I think she mostly sees what some other people are doing or if she even does that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I always liked her. I hadn't been in touch with her because she lives across town. I don't have any common ground with her anymore because the whole book club thing was I was reading a lot of children's books to our son, you know, before bed. And that was about all the reading I was doing. And pop-up books were kind of burning me out. So (laughs) when I was offered to join a book club and talk to other adults, I took that. That's a big thing when you're parenting a toddler at the time you were. Yes. Yes. And I was single parenting, and so I needed some peoples to talk to who knew some English. (laughs) 
Yes. Yes. And it was nice to, to have that. Then I didn't see this person anymore. I saw her and I was like, hey, is that her? That is her. And then I said, hey, you know, called her name. It's me. It's George. And she's looking like, whoa, that is George. <laughs> and she's, you know, smiling, but she looks kind of like, wow, this is not what I expected, especially after baking in the sun for two days, because apparently she had been there the whole time. She had a tag on. So okay. she was like a den walker. And to clarify, your name has been George all along. So to say, hey, it's George is not. No. It's yes. Not, it's it, the same person. Yes. So it was it was not like unwelcoming, but it was sort of like, okay, but we're at Cub Scouts and here's my kid and I don't know what to say and I don't want to say the wrong thing. She wouldn't be the person wanting to say the wrong thing right. either. I don't think she'd worry about saying the wrong thing as much as some people do. Right. But I can't ask you what the hell's going on. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that is you. <laughs> And and so I just said to her, well, I realize you probably didn't know that I had decided to transition. And um, she said, no. <laughs> and I said uh, something else. And then, you know, then we're, you know, the kids were around and. And there's a lot of people around, and there's also, like, besides that for me there, I'm not out to anybody else. And just to touch base on that part, it's not it's not a stealth thing as much as a... It's not pertinent. It's not. It's not good timing to just be the out trans guy at the Cub Scout thing. No. So that's, you know, we just got to talk for a minute, and then we were both trying to gather our kids and leave, and they were pretty wilted. Her and her kid. I think ours was, but didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And I was just from the amount of time I had been there that afternoon. So anyhow, I thought I might see her the next day because I'd be there all day. But I didn't actually see her the next day. Could have been she wasn't there because she really had said it had been so hot. Mm -hmm. And if she didn't have to be there, she might not have been. But she was in a different den. I had no idea where she was. Her kid is about a year, maybe two years older. So different area of the large park we were in out of 200 and something kids. And mm -hmm. I don't know how many more adults. And I wasn't actually thinking about her as much the next day. Mm -hmm. Although it would have been great to talk to her. But I... I had our two small kids to manage. Yes. And myself trying to get to the little spot of shade every time we walked somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I knew our daughter would be a little bit shy about getting involved at first because there's like several boys and her. Yes. And which hasn't bothered her much before. She's a very social young lady. She always knows at least one of them from school or somewhere. Right. And out of the, you know, ones that she does know, one of them decides to tag along and pester her. <laughs> she has a lot of kids who like her. And I think she's got a little bit of the, the thing that happens in families with autistic children where the other children pick up autistic-ish behaviors. And so she's got a lot of kids who like her, number three does. But she doesn't admit to having a lot of friends. She doesn't consider them friends. They're just people she knows and they like her and she's popular in a really weird way. Well, maybe it'll change a little as she gets older. We hope. Mm -hmm. um, and she's not just at her dad's all summer with her brother right. doing autistic things together. <laughs> yes. But we got to the first station and it was um, owl pellets. And, you know, they're very inviting, you know, to let siblings be included. Mm -hmm. And I said, do you want to try? And she wasn't talking and she shook her head no, but had a pleasant face and, and demeanor that she was enjoying herself, but was feeling a little too shy. And I said, but it's science. And she said, okay. <laughs> 
because she likes that is her thing she does really yeah. like science so once i said but it's science she was like oh i don't want to miss this i better say okay yes so she she got in there and she she had a great time because she, she got one of the pellets with a skull in it which Ooh, was like a big deal yeah you know that's great all the guys wanted one with a skull and she had it so we we went and did different things uh she did like marshmallow guns she wouldn't try the archery and i wished i had walked over there with her and tried to coax her into it because i think it was only the second thing and the mom den walker was kind of bummed she's like who what girl doesn't want to shoot arrows i did and i'm like i don't know i think she would but i think she's just feeling shy yeah so anyhow uh, she tried a bunch of things, and eventually her brother had a massive meltdown. About 2 o'clock in the afternoon Yeah, and I, I don't know. Like, the other days he had been taking his pills with his lunch. Mm-hmm. And that day, I had left him in the cooler in the car, so I had to go back to the car, and the lunchtime program was in the parking lot on the asphalt. Who thought of this when it's like whatever it is outside a bazillion degrees? So I had to go back to the car to get his pills, and then when we got the pills, he had left his water back at the station where we had left our stuff before we came to the lunchtime thing. And so anyhow, he ended up taking his pills at his normal time, which is when my alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. However, that was about an hour to an hour and a half later than he had been taking them the two other days. So that could have been why he was losing his shit by two o'clock. That could have been. It could have just been it was three days of this. Mm-hmm. And the third day had his sister there. So that's like competition. And mm-hmm. But he lost his shit and he threw something and it hit a parent and hit somebody's mom. And, he had a meltdown and yeah, it was just time to go. And she wasn't as bothered because I think her kid was, she said her kid had had a meltdown in the morning and I think mm-hmm. maybe her kid wasn't quite as extreme as him. But Even so, they're, they're used to a variety of kids they are. at those kind of things. But he couldn't stop at that point. He kept losing it. At one point he's finally like, he's rolling on the ground for like the fifth time, bitching and moaning at me about whatever I just took away because he threw it again. And I said, look dude, I could be in air conditioning right now <laughs> and we'll have to rewind because i had been talking to the neighbor all day because the neighbor's standing there then our kid says what the hell and and our neighbors look at me like really and this is the neighbor who we've lived next to for three years mm-hmm. they lived in this neighborhood when we moved in yes and at the time i had introduced you as my wife and so he's watched this whole process this neighbor yes he and his wife have watched the whole process as neighbors would mm-hmm. they're not close friends but they've said not a thing they have said nothing not a thing at all i've noticed that they don't even have that curiosity agenda or anything like that of I wonder what the hell's going on or i wonder what that story is or i wonder they don't seem to wonder no they just say oh that seems to be what's going on and okay whatever Right. You know? It makes me mildly curious as to whether it's just the fact that they are educated people and have experience in the world of being well-rounded people with experience in various cultures. Mm-hmm. And so they don't need to wonder. They just see it and accept it. But even so, so many people who do accept it, it's still this kind of novelty thing to them. And so it's sort of like... Hey, I know a trans person. Maybe you know them. Or, you know, I know a gay person. Maybe you know them. Or I heard this or I saw that. Or, you know, trying to make a connection with you Uh to try to get information or satisfy their curiosity or something or Uh some kind of agenda. And they have no agenda. They just seem to be neighbors that are like, well, okay, now you're the dad and let's talk about fixing the house. And they did talk about fixing the house. We did. We talked about fixing the house. And when our two dens had activities at the same place, he and I would gravitate towards the shade immediately as soon as possible. Yes. <laughs> and 
then we'd end up talking about house stuff because I mentioned he knows, you know, a little bit about our landlord and looking thinking at selling and our house. As soon as I mentioned and... that and told him what I was thinking about, he launched into a whole bunch of house stuff and we just were on house stuff pretty much all day. Right. Every time we got to the shade. Very cool. So yeah. at this point then, when number two is melting down and number three is, oh, she had all the boys throwing water sponges at her during water play time. That and, was before lunch. Oh, it was before lunch. Yes, but she, she was wearing a bikini swimsuit, little eight-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Enjoying having all the boys paying attention to her. And what'd she say to you? All the boys threw sponges at me and I liked it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was nice and cool. I was was. ready for them to throw sponges at me and I don't like things thrown at me. No. (laughs) So. She's, mm, we're hoping for a bad case of acne. Yeah. (laughs) Well, early puberty is a problem in your family. It is. Early puberty is a problem in my family. But anyway. Anyhow, she was sitting with us at lunch and the little boy who had decided to be her token pesterer for the day (laughs) was sitting by her and her brother decided he was sitting too close to her and started doing sort of brotherly bossy things of get away from my sister and sort of I like to be in control bossy things. Yeah. (laughs) Which is typically what he does. Told him not to look down her shirt. Yes, he did. And I'm thinking, to I don't know. To keep his hands to himself. and If that kid was doing any of that, but. That's where our boy's brain went to, and he was going to be the boss of it and protect his like, sister. You know, this is what it looks like to me, so I'm going to tell you. Yes. So give me an excuse to beat your ass. <laughs> we'll know if she's actually interested in any boys or girls that she will not do it in front of him. Yes. <laughs> There's a big part of me that hopes that she's interested in girls so that when the early puberty hits and she does start getting into stuff, there's no chance of having grandbabies. No grandchildren. I do not want grandbabies yet. Yes. No. If she doesn't, please get her a big patch or shot or... Oh, yeah. Well, One of each. Here's here's the problem. None of that worked with me. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And you're going to have to thoroughly explain that to her with science. Yes. So that she understands it. Because she won't get that completely unreasonable brain until she's like 12 or 13. Right. So, so we're going to explain If you it can to indoctrinate her, as as, her by then. Yes. As soon as she starts menstruating, probably around 9 or 10. Right. Explain. Even if we try this, that, and the other, your mother had a condom baby and a shot baby and a pill baby. Ta-da. <laughs> we got kids. Be careful. I always think of this show. I, it's one of those shows I saw mostly reruns of. This show that was on some time ago called Malcolm in the Middle. And this was a middle kid. Uh-huh. I remember this that show. And his mom was really intense. And uh-huh. one time he's sitting there. There's like a row of two or three chairs. Three uh-huh. chairs. Him and his one older and one younger brother. And there was another older brother, but he was like in a... He had been sent away to treatment. He had... Those three are sitting there, and she's dealing with them about something. And so now, every time he, like, is around a girl and he starts getting that feeling of interest of any sort, he's suddenly very grossed out because of all the information his mother gave him. (laughs) And he can't... That's how it worked with our lawyer friend, too. Yes. So we need to do this to her. Yes. We need to make it scary or something. (laughs) Because we are scared. We do not want grandchildren. No. But that also meant that our lawyer friend... It it, it took a while. It's mildly scarring when you do it that way. Okay, but slightly less extreme. So anyway, on that third day when you said, I could be in air conditioning right now. Yes. And... And then I realized what I just said and I thought, 
fuck yeah, I could be in air conditioning right now. So I'm, I'm thinking, all right, I think I shall, because now I've told you like five times or so that you need to regroup yourself. And I'm feeling kind of done with that. And you've thrown too many things at too many people. So I'm not bringing you to the next few things, which one of which included was the BB guns. Because mm. they, they had some of the same things every day and then some new things. So the next new thing I was kind of curious about, bagpipes. That's but fun. We didn't get there. No. Because we had Mr. What the Hell rolling around <laughs> on the floor. So I, I said, okay, I'm going to go get your sister. And I went to the playground and got her. When I came back, he's back drinking his slushy that he had thrown at somebody, mm-hmm. drinking the rest of it, settling down and not realizing really what's going on. And he takes off to the playground. And then the Den Walker woman says, no, no, Junior, you're going to go this way. And number two child is going with his dad. Uh-huh. You're going with us. Right. And so number two child doesn't notice that we are actually leaving, (laughs) although we're leaving. I mean, he doesn't realize that no one else is leaving. Right. Probably some state of flux that he's in after finally calming down from having all those fits. He's just following you to the next thing, whatever the next thing is, and he doesn't realize that the next thing is the car to leave. Well, and then he gets in the car and everything, and and then we're driving away, and he says, wait, we're leaving? And they're still doing stuff? (laughs) And I said, yeah. And his sister was fine with it. She's she's used to him. And she's she didn't say, like, sometimes even though she's used to it, she'll say, but I really wanted to X, Y, Z. Yeah. Like if she had said, I really wanted to bagpipe before we had left the area, mm-hmm. I would have said, okay, you do that and I will take your brother over here mm-hmm. and let him stay in the playground because he would have. But she didn't care what we were doing. She was just kind of ready to go. She did mention, you said if we were good, we could stop at the store and get a Gatorade. And I said, yeah, well, the problem is... There wasn't a we were good and we can't go in the store without the other half. Mm -hmm. So we can't go to the store. So you have to get something at home. And she just said, okay, because it made sense to her that that would be a problem. (laughs) And he says, but wait, they're still doing stuff. And, and I said, yes, they are. And he said, oh, but I won't get my other bead. And, and he had lost a bead when we was doing archery. And And I said, no. He's supposed to be collecting beads for each of these activities that he accomplishes. Right. So I said, no, you won't. And, um, He just seemed kind of perplexed by this process, and off we went. Mm -hmm. He didn't like it, but he didn't throw the kind of fit he was throwing beforehand. So I think he was ready to be shut down for the day. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. That, and I think he's finally reached over the past year the point where he's, a couple times now, realized when he starts, once he's calmed down from whatever fit he was throwing, once he's gotten his functioning back up out of the brainstem, and he can recognize that he's dealing with consequences. He's gotten to the point where he's okay with, I'm going to deal with my consequences because I don't want more of them. Yeah, six out of ten times. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is better than it's not my favorite, but one or two better than what'll happen if I throw a fit about leaving. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. I hope so, but we didn't resolve the problems that were happening when I was having jump awake nightmares. So no, uh, once school starts, it's likely to end up back there if we don't have these things addressed. Yes, and the pantsfuls are not getting smaller, so no, he can't be not. walking around like that. No, he We've can't. We've got to find somebody who can help him figure out what to do about that. And that's what supposedly the behavior of pediatrics would do. Mm-hmm. So I guess I have to go on a hunt. Yes. I have to get a big spear or something and, and, and go on a hunt for the right. In two weeks, thing. you are taking him to sleepaway camp, which we had talked about before because you needed to relearn how to swim. 
Yes. And I've been attempting how to the pants are going to work with that. I think I'm going to bring pull-ups too. But my more concern is how wet things are going to get at night and how to clean that up. Mm-hmm. I may go get some of those pads like our friend had when we drove him to his doctor's visit. Yes. And he sat in our car and mm-hmm. his little pads all over the place. <laughs> the piddle pads, yes, for the, the puppy training. Yes. Yes. I may put those in his bed. His sleeping bag? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what I'll do is put him on the air mattress and put the piddle pad and then just put the sleeping bag on top of him. Mm. So that way he's not peeing the sleeping bag. But I will have extra sleeping bags. Okay. In case it doesn't work that way and I need to rinse them out and they don't dry. They probably wouldn't dry over the day. So Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, you brought three sleeping bags. I did. For him. Okay. Good luck. I'll Thanks. be here with two other kids. I need it. Yeah, I think it's a good thing, even though I know it's not going to be like totally manageable like it would be if it was her. Yeah. But I think it's a good thing for him to try. And if it's terribly difficult, we don't have to do it again. I knew what I was getting into when I signed him up for it. You know, his mom was going to take him and now she can't. So it's already paid for. And I feel like it's something he should try. Mm-hmm. What'll be interesting for me is like trying to figure out not just where to change, you know, but and there will be showers. Mm-hmm. And I will have the dick patrol with me. Mm-hmm. But making sure, like, my pecker doesn't float away in the lake or something. That yes. kind of thing. <laughs> Those will be the things that will be interesting for me. Mm-hmm. So we'll get back to that kind of stuff next time, maybe. All right. Is that it? That should be it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Quite a bit. The old phone is still on, and so it's giving all my reminders. Oh, we can turn it off when we're done. All right. Wait till we're done. It might (laughs) make more noises. It might, and that's okay. Okay. I want to know what it's reminding me about. Okay. I didn't know I had a reminder. All right, so you have to wipe that phone or something? I will. And then it won't... Tell, it won't tell our son when it's time for Granny to go to the foot doctor. <laughs> it won't. Okay. <laughs> All right, so. And you didn't know if there were going to be enough kids to manage the adults, and so every parent. You, you said that pretty funny. Did you hear what you just said? <laughs> Thank you, yes. Okay. And, and so when you did get there on Tuesday, catching up to where we left the story off before I said back up. Okay, but you're going all the way back to Tuesday. Thursday. You said Tuesday. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you what you said. It's morning. Yes, it is. So when you got there on Thursday. Yes. You did get there a little early to sort of stay with him and watch him. And now you're on the wrong day still. Thursday he went to no, try. No, Friday. 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 Yes, go. sorry. I'm just saying I'm going to get mixed up if we have all the wrong days in the wrong order. Yes. So that was kind of like 
That's the, there's a term for it. I was going to use it, some kind of, you know, metaphor term of it being non-eventful. We finally got there. Anticlimactic. Yeah, that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.